Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. Yeah, it's Dennis Halnon, one of the employee owners at Tab. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, feel free to get online. Uh, 860-522-9842 is the number. Usually the best time is the first hour. For some reason, you all wake up at 1030, and that's when you all call. Um, but we're here <laughs> from 9 to 11. Uh, so get online, 860-522-9842, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And we're expecting a visit from our, fr- our friend Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV. He'll be checking in around 10 o'clock, maybe chat about AI and What's going on there, and, and see talk about what they do to help people get trained up on technology over there at IT Pro TV. Yeah, I, I really, I'm really interested to find out what they're doing with that field. Yeah. So, and, and as usual and customary, as all the calls come in, which is great. Thank you, guys. Um, we have some technology news for you that you can use. Yeah, and this involves the story that I've got involves AI. Yes. And uh, it's a very interesting development. Yeah. Um, as you know, maybe or maybe not, um, there are literally hundreds of thousands of these little clay tablets mm-hmm. from ancient Mesopotamia or Iraq yep, yep. Uh, and Persia and Syria, a couple other places. Yep. At any rate, they have these little uh, inscriptions in them mm-hmm. in what's called cuneiform. All right. Now, uh, they go all the way back to almost 3000 BCE. It goes way so back. We're, we're talking 5,000 years old. Right. Back, 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 um, back, back, back. What's and <laughs> it's, a valuable, it's a valuable resource to find out what happened back then. Yep. Problem is, what we have is literally hundreds of thousands of these little tablets. Yep. A lot of them are broken. Mm-hmm. So you've got maybe a couple rows of characters on one tablet and then yeah. the rest of it on another and so on. If my wife was having to handle those things, they'd all be broken, but we'll go on. And a lot of these are like a massive jigsaw puzzle. The other problem is that although we can decipher what's on there, Mm -hmm. there really aren't that many people who know the language. Yeah. And there aren't enough of them to get any of this translated. So for the last hundred years, we've had all of this precious information. Right. And it's been sitting in museums and universities all over the world because right. nobody can do anything with it. Well, AI project yeah. that, that was 
uh, actually using Google Translate's algorithms mm -hmm. and some other AI-related algorithms mm -hmm. has been devised that will translate them now. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, and it's a it's a very promising tool, and it's they've just developed it. They've reached the point where they can get some meaningful translations out of some tablets. Yep. Uh, they used some that had been translated out of the small number that had been translated, and they yep. used that as kind of a barometer for what the AI was doing. Cool. And there were a couple of what they call hallucinations. Yes, AI uh, guessing. But it turns out that uh, for any of the tablets that are talking about Things like contracts uh, or yes. contracts. Uh, I was joking know. about this. These are receipts <laughs> for camels. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> That's what a lot of those tablets were. I they were about a cat. It's like they the were, CVS of uh, of uh, yeah, tablets. <laughs> they were, you know, you and me, Eric, signing yes. tablets where I give you some camels and you give me some. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Whatever it is. I need a hay for the camera. <laughs> and it would be documented. And right. and that those kinds of translations appear to be fairly good. Interesting. Um other kinds, not so good. Right. But I'm sure the the project will get better over time. Right. And nobody involved in this project assumes that they're gonna get a final perfect translation out right. of it. Right. All of this stuff will be funneled through people who will look at it and then mm -hmm. say, hmm, I don't know if I like that translation or, yeah, that one looks good. Gotcha. Uh, so so it's a help. It. It's, a, it's a help for the humans, for gotcha. the give or take 200 people in the world who can decipher these. Jeez. It will now help them do a lot more of that work. Nice. Um, in a much shorter time. Humans are very much involved in training AI. I mean, all the oh, Tesla sure. stuff is basically well, humans marking what they think are, you know, here's an obstacle, make sure you know this so the car understands what a person is versus, you know, a sign. Right. Well, they what that's exactly what they did. They took a mm -hmm. body of things that had already been translated and yeah. they fed it into the AI and then they used the uh, Google Translate algorithms along with that. Yep. So it's a, very cool. it's a really, really interesting development sounds good sounds like we're making progress we are in other news about progress Ooh. you might have heard the nanny complaining fran drescher yes uh she is uh part of the union uh president for the uh screen actors guild and and they're really upset over there about ai um and really? they're they're walking out yeah they uh basically the studios they would pay extras right they pay extras a rate of anywhere from 250 to 400 dollars to be on these productions, and, you know, like so, two hundred bucks to be a body just walking around on the street. If mm -hmm. you can ice skate, and it's a, it's a, it's, you know, maybe you're going to get four hundred bucks because you can ice skate, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the studios say, you know what? Instead of paying extras, they're just going to give them two hundred bucks for the right to their likenesses forever using AI. So they huh. just say, here's two hundred bucks. We're going to scan you in, and we don't need you to come on set anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for two hundred hours, they have somebody's name likeness that they and voice, I assume right. too, Possibly. that they can use in for, perpetuity forever. Yeah. yeah. So that pretty much hampers union dues if you're only making two hundred bucks one time. <laughs> and Fran doesn't like that. Um, but they are walking out because of this. And and you know, so I understand, right? You're, I understand this is this is what happens with technology. Everyone gets displaced. Uh, yeah. You know, disruption is is what it is. And if you can force the the uh, the uh, these production houses to use real people, whatever, more power to you. I don't care. The thing that the nanny and Fran keeps forgetting 
is that we really don't need actual people. Right. We can actually use AI right now to produce a facsimile of a person. You know, right, you, and you, it isn't even a definite person that lives. It's yeah. just something that was cooked up and is human-like. Right. Yeah. So uh, if you go on, uh, Bing has a, uh, a an AI, graphics AI generator. We can put a link for it. I've, I played with it because my, uh, my son's girlfriend's a graphic artist, and she created a drawing of our Havanese, our little, our little dog Chase. Uh, yes, we named him after a trumpet player. Um, and, we had, and she created him in a, um, uh, in a Jedi costume with a, with a lightsaber. And she did an amazing <laughs> job, right? And then I asked, I asked Bing's uh, graphic generator to do the same thing. Instantly, literally in, in minutes, I had a similar thing. Now, of course, it didn't look like Chase, but it was a Havanese in a Jedi robe with a lightsaber, right? That's all I asked it to do. So, just so, so friend, friend, you can go ahead and fight this if you want. They really don't need to scan actual people. You can just yeah. say, I need a person age 50, you know, in, in, in good, good shape. I need a person with no hair, any person. All you're doing is having the AI do it automatically. Well, well, didn't they do that in a series of commercials for, I think, a hunger charity? I don't know. They they actually just generated amalgamated people. Gotcha. You know, that they, they, they don't never actually existed. live. They never existed. Right. And they're featured in the commercial. Uh, it's going to happen, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's already. It's, we're here. It's so. not going to happen. Yeah. It has happened. Right. The, cat, the cat's <laughs> out of the bag. So good luck to you in your battle. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you're going to win here, but good luck. But they really don't need to scan a real person they can just have ai generate one for you so yeah good luck with that um another news personally the folks at vanguard reached out to me i've had a little fund in vanguard since i was a kid and they made me move it to from a legacy platform to their new platform and and no later than maybe 24 hours later they send me an email saying hey would you check would you check out our robo advisor i'm like robo advisor you guys have always advised that I simply pick an index and walk away. I don't need any advisor for that, <laughs> robo advisor. Well, the the advi the advice is built into the the fund manager. Exactly. Right. So, but they reached out to me and had this huge this uh, survey for me to take out as to what kind of interest I would have in a in a company who already has like four hundred either million or billion I can't remember which it was under robo advisement. <laughs> <laughs> and would I be interested in paying 50 bucks a year for the AI to do that? Now, just so you understand, I don't pay anything per year other than the fee for the, the fund itself that we all pay for, right, for any kind of advisement. But it struck me, right? So if you're a financial advisor and you got, you're hearing me talk about Vanguard telling me I should use a $50 a year robo-advisor, that should kind of make your blood run cold, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is another disruption that's going to occur, and, and fan, financial planners are probably on the top of the list of those that are going to be disrupted. Oh, definitely, because it's you're just putting in, you're putting in where your age is, what your risk factors are, and, and what you want to do. And the robo advisor can tell you what you want to do, or what you should be doing. Um, and so, I just found it interesting that that Vanguard though wants to monetize something I've never paid for. Right for an annual fee of something I've never needed, <laughs> in the in the name of AI. And so, uh, be on the lookout. Your financial advisor might be being replaced by AI before you know it. Um, and we all are going to be impacted. IT is going to be impacted. Legal is yeah. going to be impacted. White collar jobs are going to be heavily impacted. Oh, by I this. would imagine that accounting would be too. Mm -hmm. And and tax submit submittal oh things gosh. like that. Everyone's going to be disrupted. So. Yeah. 
It is what it is. We've been all been disrupted. This is just continued progress forward, for better or for worse. Um, we'll see what happens. But I just want to, it literally came to me two days ago in an email. Hey, check out our Warbo advisor. I'm like, wow, what an oxymoron. Um, so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We got three lines filled up. So Bill, John, and Frank, hang on. And one line open for you, 860-522-WTIC. We also are broadcasting over on the Facebooks, as long as Zuckerberg deems our broadcast worthy. And he only does that if you guys comment and like, and you can ask questions or what have you right in there and share it out even if you share out a broadcast so other folks can see a couple of pasty white computer geeks here in the studio. Uh, you can find us over at <laughs> over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page, and uh, we'll do our best to uh, get you involved as well. Come on! <laughs> It'll take six, I bet. Uh -huh. They're going to be here in Hartford at the uh, Jazz Fest. So I figure we uh, bump in with Jazz Fest artists. So we're lucky to have that here in Hartford, and I uh, hope the weather holds out for it. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Bill in uh, Danbury first. What's going on, Bill? Hey, good. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, I bought a Dell computer last year, 16 gigahertz, uh, operating Windows 11, yeah. and I was, it was things were doing great until I decided that my printer wasn't working and I should update my printer drivers. All right. Okay. And I crashed it. The blue screen of death kind of crash. A Windows mm -hmm. 11 blue screen of death? That shouldn't be happening in the year 2023, should it, Dennis? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would think we're in the 21st century, but welcome to Microsoft. Yes. <laughs> and it said I needed a Microsoft BitLocker in order to restore it. Now, I never had signed up for it and never knew, you know, the 33 two-digit code, which I didn't have because I never, I don't think I ever signed up for it. Oh, no. And so no. a couple quick calls later, you know, there's only one way to get around that, pal, and that's, you know, uninstall Windows 11 and reinstall it. And, oh, by the way, you're going to lose your virus protection program you have on there. And all your data. Yeah. Uh, no, everything was stored in the OneDrive. I, I work, so everything is in the cloud. Oh, all right. You're all right. For so good you and had, bad, I mean. You had... You had cloud backup, which Somewhere isn't down. real backup, but in this case, it worked for you, which is okay. Yikes. So this is something real scary. So what happened to Bill was that he, I mean, this is a, encryption's a good thing. So he had enabled BitLocker or it was enabled before it he got could have it. Been, it could have been set up for him. Right. Somebody, wh whoever did that should have provided him the recovery key. Right. It can, it can be printed out physically. Right. And you, what you would do is get that, put it into a safe right. in your house and keep it. For emergencies like this, so your your hard drive is encrypted, and now that it's scrambled, you know it's a mess, and you're not able, it needs to be de unencrypted in in order to be recovered. I guess is what it's asking you for, and you can't do that. So Microsoft's saying wipe and reload, which yeah. is probably the case uh, if they're telling you this. So what's your question? So um, I got somebody to uh, reinstall Windows 11 for me. Brought it into work, and somebody there took care of it, and that was very nice. Yeah. And set me all back up again, which was wonderful. But um, now, of course, I don't have a virus protection program, the one I had paid for privately. And I have the folks at work said, don't bother. Windows has its own defender. It's good enough. You don't right. need a virus yes. protection program. They they are not lying to you. Yeah, we, we agree. <laughs> we agree. We agree with that. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's now, impressive. I would well, have we can tell Windows them. would have been... No, you can and tell I them. Anybody, you know, anybody knows that would would be going after Windows to try and hack it, and destroy it, and all that other good stuff. All true, all true. That is still happening, um, but their AV has gotten much better, and it's it's 
it's not worth buying another AV for home use for now. That's what we're telling you right. for now. For, this is for home users, yeah. not necessarily for business, because businesses can get targeted, yeah. and it becomes a different ball of wax. So, and we add, we usually add addi- additional protections to our business clients. So, yeah. in your case, though, Bill, do you have Open DNS configured? Uh, I don't believe so. I've, 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 I wouldn't even. I'd have to find out. All right. <laughs> That's the next step, right? So the two combinations you want to have in place are the Windows Defender, minimally, and OpenDNS, which is a Cisco product, which will allow for free. And, you know, you're the commodity, but it's still for free. And they'll allow you to then safe, surf more safely. You'll have less chance of being impacted if you were on the OpenDNS. Yeah, the reason I even bought a fancy computer was I'm working from home two days a week, and I thought, oh, I need a 16 gigahertz. So I, you know, and yeah. the last question is, do I need to worry about the Microsoft BitKey thing? I, I mean, I bought it from a particular store. And well, so your new person who loaded the software for you either turned on BitLocker or they didn't. Right. Do you know what they did? Uh, no, I, I really don't. Talk to them. Talk yeah, to them. Yeah, you have to talk to them. So okay. I'm guessing they didn't. Uh, because if they're your friend, they would have said, hey, Bill, here's the encryption key for your computer after we encrypted it. Yeah, I don't think they would have done me wrong that way. It's no. Good relationship with the person who did it. So. Yeah, so just ask them and uh, ask them if they turned on BitLocker. And if he didn't, that's fine. You don't need to turn it on for what you're doing. No, not, not again, not for home use. Okay, even though you're working from home and all that happy jazz, I, you know. Well, the happy jazz is that you're using a home computer for your business. For your for your company's business, right? This is Bill's computer, yep. right? They didn't buy it yep. for you. So in, in that instance, I would contend your company is not treating its customers properly. Nothing against you, Bill, um, okay. because whether you're we're working remotely for an insurance company, working remotely for an accounting firm, working remotely for a financial planner, working remotely for a, for a medical company, whatever it might be, you're connecting into that network as Bill's computer. And I'm sorry, Bill, but you don't have the proper te- you don't have the proper security to protect my data if you happen to be working on my data on behalf of that company. So what the what the company is doing there is actually putting its clients' data at risk by allowing you to use your personal machine. Because when you sign off, you're going to go and surf. Who knows where you're going to surf, Bill? I don't know where you're going to surf or what you're going to do. You could have a kids coming in there and they're surfing to places that we'd all be embarrassed about. Who knows where you're going? And then the next morning, you're going to log back in and. Connect to my data for that company. So I would contend the company that you're working for doesn't quite understand the responsibility to protect its customers' data. Well, I think that's why they want to know if you have a virus protection program on your computer. (laughs) Well, gee, thanks. And and they've already gave them a clean bill of health with Defender. Yeah, yeah. So clean. it's not really the right way to go, but it's a... You get my drift, right, Bill? (laughs) Okay, it's it's more than adequate. Defender is more than adequate, but there's other aspects that you need to think about. Yeah, but it's not your fault. It's the company you're working for's fault. <laughs> well, yeah, no, the company gets out of it by saying, "Do you have a virus protection program?" And if so, please tell us what it is. Mm. They're not out. If of that, it. if that's all they're worried about, they, then they're doing it wrong. Yeah, they're not thinking clearly, Bill. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, Bill's gotta go get some virus protection, but he's all set with Windows Defender. We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's our website. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. That's Dennis. 
got a feeling these guys are going to be down there in Hartford as well. And uh, on the lines, we've got all of New England, it seems, uh, well, not really. You've got Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York. Wow. Yeah. So let's get to your calls. We've got John in Weathersfield on the line, the longest. Let's go to John. What's going on, John? Good morning. Yeah, I'm having a problem with a portable hard drive. I've been using it for several years to back up. And just recently, when I plug it into the computer, um, it starts to load up slowly, and I'm getting the message E, local drive E, is not accessible. The parameter is incorrect. Mm, I've eliminated the USB port as the source of the problem because I also have a, a second portable hard drive, and it loads up fine. Okay. So is my hard drive, it's an old hard drive. Is it, is it gone, gone on me? Sounds like it. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. And that's why you have multiple, right? Like an A and a B for backup. You always want to have multiple shots well, at your data. That, that's why that's my problem, because on this one, in particular one, I put something on there and that's the only place. Oh, no. I backed it up. So. Oh, sorry. Right. Is it basically gone or can somebody. Uh, there, there is a very. Well, I was going to say there's a very small chance mm-hmm. that a drive diagnostic could help you, um, and that would depend on the manufacturer of the drive. We can look yeah, up. It's, it's Western Digital. Yeah. All right, we can yeah. we can post a link to their diagnostic tool that you can download and mm-hmm. and have it look at the drive. Yeah. But now I, also it could be the it could be the um, interface is busted. Could you take the drive out and put it oh, into true. a different? Um, portable interface. Uh, I've tried it on two different computers. No, I'm no. literally talking about tearing it apart, taking the drive out of the enclosure it's in, right, and oh, connecting right. it to a different enclosure, and not necessarily the enclosure, but even an adapter these days, and seeing if you get lucky there. Yeah, could be the interface is busted. You don't know if it's the drive or the USB port. Yeah, what we're what we're talking about is the electronics inside the enclosure. Right. That would go between the physical drive and the computer. Oh, that's way beyond my capability. Okay. Yeah. There's another option for you. So you can try the diagnostic that Dennis is talking about. But there's also a company called Kroll on Track. Um, they're out of New York, I'm pretty sure. And we can put a link yeah, up to the yeah. company. And they are a data recovery company. And for anywhere from 100 to $200, they're going to tell you what it will actually cost to recover that data. So it's going to cost you 100 to 200 dollars just to get an, an estimate on what it'll actually cost to recover the data. And the data recovery cost isn't based on the, the amount of data you have. It's based on what they deem to be the difficulty of the potential recovery. Okay. And if and they also believe it or not have tools they make available for free on their website that you can try before you send it in. Um, you can try some of these tools, but if you can't speak to the drive if the USB interface is the problem, the tools are no good. And you won't even need the tools because the drive is fine and the interface is bad. So you have to discern whether the, it's the interface or the drive. Um, so if we can find some utilities that will have you discern that, you can make those decisions as to whether or not you want to have the drive recovered or just deal with the USB interface. Does okay. That, does that make sense? Yes. So you're going to post this stuff on, on your link there? Online? Yes, sir. It will be posted. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too, John. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But that's a big reason we talk about multiple shots at your data. Right. If you really care about it, if you want it, you need multiple multiple shots at your data. And remember, the cloud is not a backup. Not necessarily. It is an alternate backup, but it is not a true backup.
And especially if you're just doing a synchronization of your OneDrive, because right, because then yeah, whatever you've done with your drive is done in the cloud, and yeah, not, not so good when you find out that that happened. Uh, let's go to we're going to Frank in Springfield next, heading to Massachusetts. What's going on up there in, in uh, Massachusetts, Frank? Oh, not much except my computer yep. <laughs> has an issue. Came um, to the right place. <laughs> I hope so. Um, my desktop download i get almost 900 megabits per second but upload i get 0.27 that's pretty weird (laughs) now now my ipad through wi-fi gets 482 down and 23 almost 24 up and i hired wire because the desktop is hardwired with the ethernet cable and they're right next to each other probably a foot apart the uh um, router modem and yeah. the uh, computer and uh, the laptop I put it on the same ethernet cable and I got 700 down and uh, 24 up okay. so there, so I guess it's the desktop that's the problem yep you've yeah, got a- there there's a problem with how that ethernet adapter is set up mm-hmm. uh, it may have a bad driver or it may have a bad parameter yeah um, my suggestion Mm-hmm. is an old standard trick that I've used many times that solves a lot of problems. You Wait, o- you're going to hop on your uh, one foot and rub your belly? Well, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it might help. I'll be willing to try <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the thing that you can do to, to resolve a lot of issues like this is to open up Device Manager. Mm, yep. um, you're going to expand the list of network adapters. In that list, you're going to right-click on the Ethernet adapter that's built into the computer, whichever one it is. Yeah. You might see a bunch of things in there. You're going to have to pick out the one you need, okay? But you're going to right-click on that, and you're going to uninstall that device, mm-hmm. which sounds... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's terrible, but it's okay. It'll come back. Not as bad as hopping on your foot and rubbing your back. Then you restart the computer. Once it comes back, hmm. you'll be able to log in again in Windows. I would let the computer sit at that point for 10 minutes, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, it will actually go to Microsoft and get drivers for that device. Well, it won't because it won't have a network interface. Yeah, it will. It'll. What will happen is it will load it as a generic there we go. Uh, driver in Microsoft, yep. but it knows that that's not correct. And then it will be it will be functional enough to do what it needs to do. Yep. 
And then it will go get the driver. Just giving Dennis a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm way ahead of him, yeah, though. I know you are. Because I've done this a couple yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I wasn't worried. And uh, the reason I'm telling you to just let it sit for 10 or 15 minutes, it's yeah. real because that network adapter may not work until you've waited that time for everything to get downloaded and resolve. And if it doesn't work, then you could have a, a physical issue with the network with the, adapter. With the network, I would say if that doesn't work, then there's got to be something wrong with that uh, uh, network controller. Now you have two options on that, Frank. You could always go out and buy another network interface card, or get a USB thumb drive that's going to be a wireless interface. You would plug in a current wireless interface device into your USB port, and now make your hardwired computer wireless. You're right next to your your device. You said right. Yes, no, not even a foot. So that would be a quick, easy way to, if, if, if Dennis's thing doesn't work, if you just want to make it wireless, you turn off, you, you unplug the NIC, you don't even need to connect it anymore, use a USB wireless interface, and now it connects wirelessly and you get better, better bandwidth. Okay, but if I had that part replaced, is that an expensive issue? Yeah, I mean, you're probably looking at possibly, you know, with labor of, of a third party and the part itself, more than $100. You could probably get a, a wireless USB interface for $35. Or a, a wired USB. There's that, too. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, that that should work pretty well. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. If it comes quick, to it. Yeah. Um, quick question. All those things you told me to do, yeah. can you put that on your website? Because there were a lot of steps that we couldn't write as fast as you were talking. That's a harder thing to find on a website. Yeah. So we, we'd have to have you listen to the podcast a few times. So okay, we, our, I could do that. Yeah, just look, I, listen I to your that. call and uh, go, you know, rewind, go over. The, the station loves it when people do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank. All right, so you gave me some options, yeah. and uh, I will uh, listen for your podcast, try the first option, awesome. and then do one of the other two. Sounds and good. And thank you very much for your help. Our mm-hmm. pleasure. All right. All right, see you later, Frank. Bye. All right, so we're going to step out for a quick break. Mark, hang on, and Vincent, we're going to go to New York and Pennsylvania. A couple lines open for you, 860-522-9842 is the number. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Computer Talk with Tab. Um, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Let's get to your calls. And you're going to hear some of that in Hartford at the uh, largest free jazz fest in America. So come on down this weekend. We're going to go to uh, Vincent in Pennsylvania next. What's cooking, Vincent? The machine of which I speak is a 2017 vintage Apple desktop. Mm, okay. okay. And what I, uh, it's up to date. What I, uh, I'm thinking about is this clearing the cash business. Yeah. There seems to be a two-step process. Uh, one, uh, utilizing the Apple uh, Safari browser. Mm-hmm. Right. There, uh, the, the first step uh, is uh, you, you go to settings, and then there's a, uh, there's a place for uh, developers. So now I have developers up in the upper menu i hit developers there's a whole line of business i'm not interested in one of which says clear the cash so i hit that and nothing seems to happen there's there's no indication that 
warning no. if you clear the cache on this, it clears the cache on all devices, blah, blah. But in any event, mm-hmm. I do it. I don't really see a heck of a lot of difference. Right. Mm-hmm. The second tier in their process for clearing caches is more complicated. And that goes to a library of caches. I have followed the steps and I see about, well, there are about uh, 90, perhaps 100 lines. And to give you a um, uh, flavor as to what each line contains, there's one here that says uh, uh, users, Vinny, library, caches, com.appleremind. Oh. Okay, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So my question is, is it uh, of any use for me to worry about clearing all these uh, unknown uh, items. Well, well, or am I going to get into trouble if I give it a shot? Uh, I would say you're more likely to create problems if you go messing with those files. Yeah, I guess I want to once, know. Once you, once you are in what what is called Mac OS library, um, that's effectively the same thing as the registry in Windows. Mm-hmm. And... We would tell you the same thing about that. If you're tampering with the registry, you got to be careful. Right. Um, and you can cause damage. My suggestion would be to leave all that stuff alone. What are you trying to fix, Vincent? Yeah. I mean, what's going on with it that you you that you're uh, trying to remedy? What have you never spoken to a person uh, preoccupied with uh, foolishness? <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Every day. Okay, that's your issue. You, you, you're just doing some uh, computer neat nicking. You're just te- checking things yeah. out, right? And that's fine. Look, yeah. uh, uh, for some reason, I have the idea that if you clear the caches, uh, the machine operates uh, quicker, more efficiently. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's actually counter to what cache is supposed to do, right? Right. The idea of cache is that it's local and you don't have to re- retrieve it from the interwebs, right? So if it's local on your computer, that should technically be faster than grabbing a fresh picture of, you know, whatever you're downloading or whatever website okay. you're going to, right? Well, so the other thing the other thing is those caches actually belong to different applications on the computer. Right. And what that application may have done is collect up information not only from the internet but from maybe other files on the computer, and then they get assembled into one place. And it's just easier for the program to read that okay. from that location. Yeah. And then it doesn't have to go exploring your drive or whatever it needs to do. Now, so it it is more efficient. Your issue with the 2017 Apple device, right, is Apple's been accused of numerous times of causing performance issues and planned obsolescence on their computers. Um, is there an aspect of that machine that you can upgrade? Can you give it more RAM? Can you upgrade the hard drive to be solid state? I don't know. I'm not an Apple guy. Um, I don't care. You don't, you don't care that I'm not an Apple guy or you don't care that? <laughs> well, both. <laughs> so, but uh, I, don't, I don't care. As long as the machine works and it does useful work, that's all I care about. Okay, so speed is not that much of an issue. No, it is not. Okay. Oh, okay. all right. All I right. was wondering if it was sluggish or something. Right. And you, you're trying to resolve well, it. That. Is, it, it is uh, more sluggish than it was when it was new. Sure, but so yeah. what? Okay. Well, right. It, programs are going to be more complicated than they were then. So yeah. it, the okay. computer's working okay. harder. Okay, so, so yeah. you gentlemen have answered my question. Leave it alone. Leave it alone, sir. Right. Now, okay, now, now number two. Yeah. Number two. 
it somehow came in. Uh, this machine has uh, the uh, spinning disk hard drive mm-hmm. built in. Yep. And um, what I do is I automatically shut it down every night at 10 o'clock. Nice. And uh, it comes back up on its own at 8 o'clock or so in the morning. Mm-hmm. Is that recommended or not recommended or does it make any difference? I'll tell you my feeling. Um, I would have the computer off when you're not using it and on when you are. Turning it off and on if you're not using it but automatically is wasting electricity and just wasting, you know, there's no reason to have it running as far as I'm concerned. So like, like I tell my kids, turn the lights off if you're not in the room. When it comes to computers, if you're not using it, turn it off. And when you are using it, turn it on. Okay. The reason people used to do this, Vincent, is because it used to take so long for a computer to boot, right? That yeah. you know, it, people got annoyed by it. If to start your day, you get a, a half an hour of boot process and possible blue screen of death and whatever it could happen happens, right? And so a lot of folks just leave them running. But you don't need to do that anymore. No. Okay. Now uh, I have a backup, which is also a spinning disk device. Mm-hmm. If I wanted a second backup and I uh, went for a solid state device, uh, but using the same backup uh, program that Apple uses, is that going to cause any uh, difficulty from going from, say, spinning disk to solid state? None whatsoever. Okay. All right. Here's the last one. Yeah. The absolute last one. Each time I upgrade the Apple program. It seems like there are leftovers. And when I go into uh, documents, it seems like a new item reappears. Uh, It's titled relocated items from Big Sur slash Big Sur upgrade uh, Catalina. And there's, there's, there's a little folder. You can open up the folder. What do I do with it? Leave it alone? Attempt to get rid of it or just forget about it. So yeah, it's, it's it, that's a remnant of the uh, up up the update process, I suspect, right, Dennis? Well, yeah. What happens is when they update the operating system, some things actually get moved because the file structure is changed, mm-hmm. and it's just telling you, um, it's telling you things that you had already that could not be moved to the new. Or the theoretically new location that they should be in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's generally best to just leave them where they are. Yeah, it's informational. And there's a reason the computer did what it did, which was to leave it where they are. Mm -hmm. So you going and then moving them somewhere, I don't know. If if you're concerned about those files, if they're like data that you need, like documents or stuff that you need, then, well, I would say if the only concern you would have is you backing them up somehow but yeah i'd leave it i I, I would definitely just leave them alone i have a mac Mm -hmm. i have the same thing that you're looking at i don't i don't play around with that i don't it's not worth it okay gentlemen so for (laughs) my three questions there were two forget about it and uh, one uh, don't worry you got it vin (laughs) thank you thank you thanks for checking in with us all right bye-bye all right so yeah apple Apple devices have the same fun as Windows, right? Same idea. Don't be a computer neatnik. It's not worth it, right? Not worth monkeying around. I mean, if you want to learn something, the best way to learn something is from failure. So when you break it, you got to figure out how to fix it. (laughs) 
But yeah. we, we prefer you guys find a better use of your time and enjoy the weather than to break your machine. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Mark, hang on. Jim as well. Two lines open for you, 860-522-9842. We do expect a visit from West Bryan after the uh, news of IT Pro TV. Check in on, talk a little bit about AI and um, and what's going on in the world of AI and what's going on at IT Pro TV as far as technology training and how you can become a geek and have the infotainers at IT Pro TV train you up in an informative and fun way so yeah. that we can gain more geeks on this planet. We need geeks. And then we can then maybe elect more geeks as politicians rather yes. than lawyers. <laughs> Nothing wrong with lawyers, but we need people who understand how the sausage is made when it comes to technology. And that's where we're going. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.